Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 51 of the All in Football Fantasy Premier League show podcast. I am your host, the self-proclaimed FPL guru, Alex Rex, and joining me today alongside Barry Stokes, I have two very special guests. One of them played his wild card this week and has already played his triple captain. It didn't go very well. It's Sandeep Punjan. Sandeep, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Finally, I'm on. Took two years and it could have been better. You could have put me on when I was top of the league, but yeah, happy to be here. Now, we we thought we'd wait until uh, you'd had a fall from grace uh, and uh, it, it you weren't in popular demand, I'm afraid. So yeah. uh, whereas, Story of my life. Story whereas this, life. this man, Callum Burnett, backed by popular demand, Demanded himself to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> manager of the week, appearance. <laughs> yeah, that's it. How are you doing, Callum? You okay? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, just excited for tonight. See if my gamble pays off. I, uh, the the only man in our league that decided to triple captain Bruno Fernandez. I uh, admire your boldness. <laughs> that is what I, uh, I I must say. Uh, so this week we will cover all things the double game week that has been announced in game week twenty five. That I'm sure everyone has uh, seen the uh, the posts about. We've got uh, a couple of teams to uh, to discuss whether they're going to be worthwhile investing in or not. We've still got the back end of uh, game week twenty two to cover off, but currently in position for manager of the week is a, a gentleman called Martin Wheel who also wildcarded this week. He's one point ahead of, of Sandy. 75 points is 74. Um, the wildcard team of uh, Kepper and Leno is the keeper. Uh, Trippier, Shaw, Estupinian, Gabriel and Robinson was a, an interesting pick in uh, in defence. How much is Robinson anyway while, while we're at it? He picked Anthony Robinson, who's 4.4 mil. Martin, let me know why. Just send, send me a message. So a very random fifth defender. Uh, midfield, Rashford, Fernandez, Saka, Erdegaard, and Matoma. Incredibly template, pretty much what everyone would have picked for him midfield, I'd have thought. And up front, Haaland, Tony, uh, and Mitrovic. So no Harry Kane was the was the interesting one. But that's where he's at so far, 75 points. I think we'll I think we'll start here, Sandy. Third in our league. Your wildcard team. Talk us through it. Talk us through the players in it and why you picked them. Well, Firstly, you kind of, even though I'm a Legion United fan, painfully I had to put three of my new players in this week because, firstly, double double game week and you got two home games as well. So it just had to be done. Um, so I went for Shaw, Fernandez, and Rashford. I think that's pretty standard if you were wildcarding. I know a lot of people had De Gea in. Um, so obviously you didn't want to take De Gea out, bring Fernandez in if he's going to do a minus four. So I completely understand that. Uh, but because I wildcarded, I think this was the template to really go for, for a Man U uh, three. Uh, Shaw's getting attacking returns. Fernandez is looking dangerous, especially with Ronaldo, Ronaldo out. Um, before Ronaldo came to Man U, Fernandez was frightening and he was in every FPL team. So now Ronaldo's gone. I feel like it might be the same again and it has kicked off the same way. Uh, and Rashford's just on flames, and Rashford scored what nine goals in his last, uh, or uh, goals in his na- nine last home games, and he had two home games this week. I mean, if I didn't blow my triple captain early <laughs> early on in the season, I would have definitely <laughs> triple captained him. Um, so yeah, you had to go for them. I do love a double game week goalkeeper though, um, so that's why I brought Messier in. Um, obviously, didn't quite work out for me against Forest, uh, but hoping for a nice peno save against Manu. Uh, and you never know, he could pull something out of the bag. Uh, and that's why I've gone for Edison uh, on my bench as well, because he's got a double game week next week. So again, I'll have the double game week uh, goalkeeper. Uh, Trippier, everyone's got Trippier, you have to. Um, 
I like Brighton this um, after the World Cup break. I think Deserby's got them playing nice attacking football. Um, they've scored a lot of goals, and I, I feel like Matoma is now the obvious shout to bring in because he's just so consistent. Uh, but you've got also like players like Solly March who are bagging a lot of goals, and you don't have Trossard, so those two will be playing all the time. Uh, Estepinian, I also brought in. Uh, an attacking fullback, and I like fullbacks who who get forward. Um, and then yes, Arsenal, Saka, Odegaard. Um, I, I feel like Martinelli is probably going to tail off a bit. I'm, I would be worried if I was a Martinelli um, owner, just because of Trossard coming in. I think Martinelli played 58 minutes last game. He's going to mm-hmm. get rotated a little bit. He's going to get yeah. less minutes. Um, mm-hmm. But Saka and Odegaard, I don't think will do. And um, and you, and you just have to have Kane and Haaland up front, don't you? Uh, Kane's just on flames right now. And then Nketiah as well, I think. I, I agree. Having him in as the, as the third Arsenal player seems to make sense with Jesus not being back and he's playing well. And uh, Stats-wise, he looks like the most likely person at Arsenal to get to get attacking returns as well at the moment. Well, I thought about uh, bringing in like a Leeds forward because obviously we've got the double game week. So I knew Bamford would play both games um, because Rodrigo's just got injured uh, and Nonto also. But the issue with Nonto is, I've watched, as I say, I'm a Leeds fan, so I've watched the last few games and the teams have started just to double up on him. He's getting a lot less space, mm-hmm. means a lot less points. Uh, and, and Bamford would just be a risk. He's just not got the track record. So I thought NK has got a double game week next week, so I'd bring him in. I think the only thing I would say about this, and I know we spoke about this earlier, is you've got seven players here that blank in game week 25. And we're going into game week, we've only got three free transfers to use before though that that game week. Uh, re- really briefly before we move on to to, to Leeds, um, and I want to get Basil's take on your wild card as well. That's all right. From a critical perspective, Baz. Uh, what's your plan? Seven blanks in 25? Lewis yeah, is... I'm not going to lie, it could have been a mistake. Um, I think Botman's definitely going to go out after this game week. I'm going to play him against Bournemouth because Bournemouth can't score. Um, and then I'm going to take him out. I might have to make some hard decisions to take out another another player, maybe Estupinian, um, because I don't want to really blank too hard. I don't really want to play my free hit, but again, we're going to have to just see when we get to that point. Um, but... I did want to target this week as well with my wild card, just because I knew a lot of people will be triple captaining, um, and I feel like psychologically with FPL, if I get too far behind, um, then I, I might just go off the boil a little bit. If I'm a, if I'm ahead, and that's why I've, that with my mentality of if I'm ahead, I'll really put the effort in. That's why I played um, chips earlier on in the season, uh, mm-hmm. and then try and block everyone off. And that was kind of my thoughts around this wild card. Yeah, sure. No, I mean, you've got three three City players and three Arsenal players ready to go into to this game week coming for the for the double game week for those guys. Um, yeah, I think if I was just going to say one thing on it, I'd have probably just gone like, I'd have probably just not gone a Stupinian or Botman and I'd have gone for six because then I could have had three free transfers to navigate 25. I think it probably went one too heavy, but actually at the same time, like Brighton have some double game weeks to come and stuff. It might might end up working out. I think the I think the other thing that's quite a, a bit annoying for you is the teams that double in 25 are a little bit weird. So um Arsenal obviously double in 25 now against Leicester away and Everton at home. Everton double against uh, Villa at home and Arsenal away. And Everton was still sort of a bit wait waiting and seeing on. 
Uh, we'll have a look at some of their assets, I think, a little bit closer to the time after Daesh has had a few weeks. There's no point having a look at them yet, really. I know people talk about Tarkovsky at 4.2 and, you know, is O'Neill going to be in? And then oh, Dwight, uh, Dwight McNeil and then looking at maybe uh, Calvert-Lewin moving forward. And then we've got Liverpool with Palace away and Wolves at home, um, which are OK fixtures. But I would, you, it's, I would usually love that. But it's, it's I'm not going anywhere near Liverpool assets right now. Just Liverpool are just, they're not worth the investment, which is like a bad, bad player again. Anyway, we'll talk about Liverpool in a minute. I'll, I'll, I will touch on those guys, uh, those guys today in terms of statistics. And then Wolves with uh, Fulham away, Liverpool. Now, Wolves have two good fixtures before this. I think they're playing Southampton and Bournemouth. But then after that, they, their fixtures really tail off. Um, I'll say what they are whilst I've, I've, I've got on anyway as well. Fulham and Liverpool did a game, but then they've got Spurs and Newcastle, and then they've got potentially Leeds in 28, but that might not happen depending on the FA Cup. So, yeah. do you really want to invest in them long term? Wolves, anyway. But that's uh, uh, Baz, your, your take on, on the wild card and any other points that we've we've thought of off the, off the back of that? Well, it, it worked, didn't it? 74 points. It's got more points than what I've got, and I use my triple captain. Um, so, so, Fair play on that one. Great shout. Um, double Newcastle, double City defence. Um, Newcastle, yeah. City defence. Uh, but obviously Lewis is going to be uh, just there. He was there for a cheap option. But obviously using a City uh, slot for Lewis. Um, but I do agree with the Martinelli shout. Um, I do think he's drifting off. And obviously Trossard's Trossard. And he looked really good. He passes the eye test, as Scott keeps saying, and he was going to be a, a, one of my single game week differentials, to be honest. Um, well, not, not double game week for next week. Because um, I think Martinelli is going to probably get dropped, and I think he's going to start Trossard more. But that's obviously me just thinking that because he's looking a lot better. He's looking more dangerous. But yeah, apart from that, great. Mm. Uh, I think just a point on the Man City, um, yeah. it worries me, does Man City, with what's going on firstly financially, uh, how that's going to affect the players and Pep. But mm-hmm. also, a lot of things seem to be happening at Man City, like De Bruyne just got dropped, Foden's nowhere near like to be seen, Mares got taken off early last game and it looked like Pep was having a right rant at him, so I don't know if he... Like, Pep might just drop him out of nowhere again. Like it's, you just don't know. Is it? That's why I've gone for Edison, and he seems to love Lewis. So that that's why I've gone for them too because I feel like they'll just play. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. So we'll, we'll do we'll go we'll come back to City in a minute because I completely agree with the point you're making. It feels like City are. This is why, I, for me, even with that, like, I felt more comf- more confident about Arsenal winning the league after this weekend than I did at any time before, because it, I don't. He doesn't know what his best team is. Pep at the moment, he's, he's messing about with his defenders. Um, he, he's obviously got rid of Cancelo really quite quickly. Then he drops De Bruyne, um, which just seems a little bit weird. No one's passing to Haaland, which is just really odd to watch. They feel like just ignoring him. And he's doing run after run and he's getting really, really frustrated. And the player that's going to play him the passes, I mean, how many, how many assists has De Bruyne got this season? I don't know. I'll tell you in a minute. It, ridiculous. Uh, you know, give it to the guy who scored 20 odd goals this year instead of taking too many touches. He's weird. City are weird. I just, I just saw, by the way, that Cancelo, 
they don't get a loan fee for him. There is no loan fee. And it's just an option. It's mm-hmm. not mandatory to buy. So it's, it literally just looks like Man City. I've just shipped him out. Don't care about money or anything because there's been a bust up. Yes, yeah, 64 mil option in it. 64, 65 yeah. mil option. Well, they don't but have to take it. Don't have to do it. They've just got to play for free for six months and they can do what they want. The De Bruyne's at 12 assists this season. Of an expected, expected assist statistic of 11, like 10.69. So he's performing at his level. And then you've got Erling Haaland, who's got 25 goals this year. The next best is Foden with seven, who also isn't allowed to play at the moment. Um, and, and let, let's, let's, we, we're talking about C. We'll come back to Arsenal. I had a structure. We've thrown it out the window already. <laughs> right. Let, so Man, Manchester City... It, a double game week coming up, right? The players that seem to be playing since the World Cup, let's do from game week 17. In terms of appearances, you've got Haaland, Mares, and Grealish, uh, all with seven appearances, alongside Aki, Akanji, and Edison, and Rodri. Like, these are the guys that seem to be playing every single week. So Pep Roulette is non-existent at this very moment in time with that front three of Grealish, Mares, and Haaland. Anybody investing in those guys this week? Callum, you've not had the opportunity to say anything yet because uh, yeah. we've been wittering on. My City. original my original plan was to bring in um, Mahrez this week, but after last week, I'm now a bit... <laughs> I just feel so twitchy. It's just I don't know who to bring in. I'm probably going to bring in Grealish now just because I think he seems to be in more favour, even though I don't think he's going to get as many points as a playing Mahrez would get, but I, I think he's more likely to play. But yeah, just with everything that's going on, it just feels like it's going to be massive changes, probably between the two games as well. Mm. She's absolutely raging, and it just seems it just seems a massive gamble. Well, Grealish with one goal and three assists since the World Cup, with Mares with three goals and four assists, seems like I mean Mares is the guy that we should all be jumping on. But now everyone's everyone's like, oh my god, what what are we going to do? Um, Haaland obviously here as well. Anybody considering Alvarez? Considering he seems to be playing maybe in a number 10 role or up, he's quite cheap as a striker. Is he six point? What is he? Six point one. Right, six mil. Six mil striker with another option. No one's going to go there, are they? Uh, there's just some, there's just so many <laughs> other strikers you can go for yeah. that you know are going to be 100% there. It could be someone's, it could be someone's differential, I suppose, couldn't he? But. <laughs> Potentially, so so if expect a goal involvement stats. So uh, Haaland xGI is seven point two off seven games. So his expected goal involvement to get a goal or an assist in a get is one one per game still. And everyone's talking about did I mean Jamie Carragher? Did he move to the wrong club? Did you see that? I think I think Haaland's chosen the wrong club. What a statement! I love that. Well, he might have done actually because he might get relegated for cheating. Second worst club. (laughs) (laughs) But should we? It's not so. Everyone's got any opinions on City's financial fair play, but please, please chip in. They got away with it last time with the court of arbitration for sport for having the things timestamped the cheating sods. They should have had their. That's why I was so happy when Havertz scored that winner and they lost in the Champions League final because they shouldn't have been playing in the Champions League that season because they cheated. So uh, they got away with it for being timestamped and now they might not do. Speaking of Pep losing his mind. That was a game when he lost his mind. He played Gundogan at holding midfield. And he dropped like Rodri or Fernandinho for the biggest game in City's history. Uh, it does weird things, doesn't he, Pep? Uh, defensively, Akanji, Aki, 
Anybody else we're looking at defence-wise? Lewis, who I brought in. Yeah. 3.9 million starts. And the thing about Kanji and Aki, I hate, uh, as I say, I hate centre-backs in my team, really, because you're just hoping for a clean sheet is very unlikely, especially with a Kanji. I don't think there's any attacking returns he's brought in this uh, this season. So no, you're just hoping for a clean sheet, really, and nothing much else. It, isn't Diaz back now? Yeah, and in, I think I, I think Laporte's fit as well, and they're both just on the just on the bench. Like the best, their two best centre halves, their best probably their best centre back pairing is Diaz and Laporte. Really touching touch with Stones or whatever, maybe because I know Stones and Diaz did really well together for a couple of seasons ago in FPL. Um, just feels all just feels all a little bit weird. But but the man that's that's ever present at the back uh, at the moment is is Aki and and a, and a Kanji. Akanji's been pretty much ever present all season. What we had, 22 game week. And he came in after, in terms of appearances. Um, Edison, Haaland, De Bruyne, Bernardo, Rodri, Gundogan. Where's Akanji? Yeah, he's the top, top, top defender, other than Cancelo. <laughs> For, uh, <laughs> I'm talking about that. But Akanji's uh, played 15 games. Aki's played 15, but Akanji came a little bit later in the window, didn't he? So, uh, I think... What what we what we will say about City, and uh, I will go to this on the Opta stats in one second when I look at the teams, is they just don't look very good defensively anyway. So I don't think I'd invest in any of them. I mean, it is Triple City essential for this game week? Like United, Triple United was essential this last game week. Is Triple City Triple City essential? No, not for me. No, I'd rather go Triple Arsenal. Yeah, I think it's too risky to triple up. Yeah. You don't know what the triple's going to be. That, I mean, I've, yeah. I, I've that, tripled up, but just because I wildcarded, if I if I did, if I had one city asset, for example, I'm not going to take a minus four to get three in. It's um, in terms of goals conceded, that's done it for the whole season, hasn't it? Let's give up to seventeen uh, goals conceded since yeah, mid table. Seven goals conceded in seven games from Man City. Um, since the uh, since the thing, but the expected uh, the expected goals conceded is five point four, which isn't which isn't great. So they're very much mid table, and even in terms of the the goals that they're scoring, I mean Brighton are top, like Sandeep said. I mean they've scored fifteen goals in six games since the restart. Man United and Man City are behind them, and they've played a game less, a game less, a game more. Man United and Man City played a game more than Brighton. Man United are about to play two games more than Brighton since the restart. So. Yeah, uh, that City covered. I think the long story short from the questions that came in is Haaland, fine. De Bruyne, fine. If you want a defender, fine. But I, I don't I don't think you want to gamble on Mares again, fine. I, everyone's going to captain Haaland anyway because they're all scared that he's going <laughs> to go nuts, aren't they? Is anyone, is anyone, right, we'll do that. Is anyone not captaining Haaland in game at 23? Anyone got, any, any, um. it, it's between him and Saka for me. Okay. Harlan doesn't look... Ha- it, and there's rumours going around that he's unhappy and stuff like that. Um, and I think Saka could have a, a good double game week, but I, I would say it's 80% Haaland. Uh, yeah, I just don't think any... I know what will happen if I don't captain Haaland. He'll get a hat-trick. That's just what happens when I don't captain Haaland. So, it, it, he, you know he can go off in any game. He's got a home game against Villa... It's uh, anyway, but let's talk about Arsenal. Let's do this now. We'll go back, go back to Arsenal and, and talk about their the options that they've got there. Uh, looking at the statistics since the restart, if we look at expected goal involvements, 
And Ketia is top with 4.7. And Saka and Odegaard have both got three. And Martinelli's on at 2.8. So they're not too bad at all. Actual goal involvements. Martinelli's got three. Saka and Ketia have got four. And Odegaard's got six. There's six are two goals and four assists. Um, actual points scored-wise, again, for podcast listeners, the uh, most productive, if it's going to get off the screen for me, it'd be great. The most productive is, again, Odegaard at 42 points. Would you not consider him Sandeep as a captain rather than Saka? I always worry with Odegaard. Like, I guess, yes, from a stats-wise, recently Odegaard might be the guy. From like the eye test, um, I feel like Odegaard is the assist to the assist quite often. Uh, while Saka always has chances. So if I'm definitely going to watch the matches, I think I'd have more of an enjoyable time watching Saka if I've captained Saka than I would would with Odegaard. And that's the reason. But I don't think there's a particular bad choice in captaining either of them, really, this next game week. You've got... um, Everyone's talking about Zinchenko, Baz. But we've got White, Saliba and Gabriel all having scored more points than Zinchenko since the restart on the same amount of appearances. Talk to me why. Why are people thinking about Zinchenko? It just look it just looks better. I think it looks more attacking than than White who's is an out and out centre off, but they're playing right back. Yeah, he can get involved with passing, but Zinchenko gets more forward, gets more involved. Uh it makes Arsenal Arsenal. Um me with Odeg- Odegaard, I think he's I think he's he's going down now. I think the Everton game, he didn't really look himself. Everton played really well, by the way, um, with a lot of energy, um, played the uh, Deitch way. Um, well, that's why I'd think, I agree with Sandeep, with, with Saka as as captain, because his pass is the eye test, and I think Odegaard is just, uh, he, lo- he loves a pass. He doesn't love a shot. But now, when he started shooting more, he scored loads of goals. But I think mm-hmm. he's on a diamond spiral, and and that's why I'm going to transfer Saka in, um, and obviously use my free Arsenal because um, I had a dilemma: is it Saka or Odegaard? I'm going for, and I thought I'm going to go for Saka because he passes the eye test. He looks more lively. He looks more like he's going to do something with the ball. Whereas Odegaard, I'm thinking he's going to probably pass. He's going to pass. So. It's it's interesting because, to be fair, I agree with you on watching them play. But Erdegaard's had more shots than Martinelli and Saka, by quite a way over Saka, 19 to 14 since the restart. But Saka's, what, six on target compared to Erdegaard's three. So he feels like he's not not very clinical with his shots because then you think, oh, are they, are they all from distance? But no, like 10 of them have been inside the penalty area. So... Uh, none of them have been deemed as big chances by Opta, but it it does. It, 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 so we're also we're also all talking about is Martinelli going to get dropped and Trossard going to come in? Or they just they all seem relatively similar in terms of their their statistics. But I, yeah, I think we're all all pretty conclusive that if we were going to bring anybody in out of the front three, let's say we we're going to pick three Arsenal players right now, it would probably be Inketia, Saka, and Erdegaard. And Martinelli would be the one of the front four that wouldn't be included. And we probably wouldn't go for any of their defenders. They've conceded six goals in six games again since the restart. They have got a really good run of fixtures, though, Arsenal. So maybe you do want a piece of their defence still, because in terms of their top of the fixture ticker up until, you know, and they do play 
guaranteed play in game week 28. They'll have a single game week in game week 29, which we'll get to, we'll get to in a minute as well uh, later on. Double game with two home games, Brentford and City. Then they've got Villa. Then they've got the other double game week, Leicester and Everton, which is a very good double game week. Some good options for triple captaining there, potentially, if you haven't used it already. Or, or if, you, well, if you're Dimple or Scott, who both tried to click triple captain on Rashford this week, then both didn't save their teams. And then both just ended up captaining, well, Captain Rashford, Captain Haaland. But there you go. There's your, one of your other options. Bournemouth, Fulham and Crystal Palace. And then they've got Leeds in game week 29. So triple Arsenal is just a non-negotiable for me. Um, I've got, annoyingly, White, Martinelli and Erdegaard at the moment. So I'm, I'm try, trying to figure out maybe a way to get to Inketia over either White or Martinelli. Uh, anyway, three Arsenal players, lads. Would you go for three attackers or would you have a defender as well, Callum? Talk to me. Um, probably if I had my, my way, I'd have three attackers. Uh, I've got one of... I've got, well, I've got White, Martinelli and Inketia at the moment. But there's just not enough time to... To move to the ideal ones before the blank game week. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I'd probably have exactly the same as Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're happy with your Sunday, if I assume. You'd just want to have a position right now. Yep. Baz, would you have a I defender still, or would you go with three attackers? I'm still adamant about Zinchenko. He's my new Johnny. I'm obsessed with, <laughs> I'm obsessed with Zinchenko. Um, yeah, it, I think looking at the fixtures going forward, and obviously Arsenal got one of the best defensive records in, in the league. It's stupid not to go for a defender. Um, so And also you get potential re- attacking returns from him. So that's why I would say if I, I'd have... I don't, I don't want Martinelli, but I've got him. Um, I'd rather have probably uh, Nketiah, Saka and, um, and Zinni. Um, that's what I would ideally want, but it's not what I'm going to get, but story of my life, really, to be honest. <laughs> don't mind the Gabrielle shout in there as well. Yeah. Send her out. Spicy pack. You you know you know what's going to happen. One of Gabriel or Saliba is going to get like a haul from centre half. They're going to score one because that's what they tend to do, don't they, from, from, from time to time. Uh right. Let's have a look quickly at Wolves. Don't want to spend don't want to spend loads of time on Wolves. For, for all the obvious reasons, but they are part of the the double game week um, in game week 25. So points-wise, since the restart, we've got uh, Jose Sarr at the top, goalkeeper, 27 points. Pedence, he's got three goals in six appearances. No assists, but he has got three goals. He's been the um, top goal scorer in that sense. Uh, and then, he, didn't, he didn't play, did he? Last game. No, he... Um, I thought that was a bit weird. Did he come off? Did he come off the bench though? I don't know. I can't remember. I, can't remember. I looked at it and I was thinking, oh yeah, I might transfer him, and then I looked at it and he didn't. He didn't play. Five point three as well. So I didn't even clock. I didn't. He didn't play. I was looking at his the at the, at the numbers. So that's uh, that's interesting. Um, one of the other things that you could invest in for the next couple of weeks, if you wanted to, because like like we've just touched on their fixtures to start with, you know, Southampton and Bournemouth and then a double game week, they're pretty good fixtures. Then after that, you probably want to start shipping them out. Uh, one of the things that will be a positive, though, is if Fulham beat Leeds. Yeah, if Fulham beat Leeds in the fifth round of the FA Cup, then Leeds against Wolves will happen in game week 28. So you'll have a Wolves defender that will play in game week 28 as well. So that'll make it easier to navigate that game week. Like someone like Max Kilman, 
you know, at 4.3, a really good enabler. He plays pretty much every single week. Now, now Bueno's been dropped and Nate Nuri's back in. I know you don't like centre-backs, Sandy, but I think if I was just going to give a bit of advice on that one quickly, I would probably be chipping into someone like Kilman because he's cheap, 4.3, so, does, does a job. I am going to book my trend here and say I do like a centre-back from Wolves, but it isn't actually Kilman. It's Craig Dawson. Dawson he loves yeah. a goal. Mm. Uh, I know he's a bit more expensive at 4.8, but if you can afford him, I'd bring him in over Kilman. He's just so dangerous from corners and set pieces, and he has been for West Ham as well. I don't disagree with that. With that statement, I disagree with spending any money on Wolves if you can help it, and that's why I just think you should go as cheap as possible for your structure of your team. And I think the upside that you would get from being able to spend in that point five elsewhere would be better spent across the rest of your team than going from Kilman to, to Dawson. Do I think Dawson will outscore Kilman? Yes. Definitely. Yes, I do. Yeah, exactly. So if you, but if you've got that 0.5 to spend, yeah. then I'd, yeah. I'd do that. Yeah. And um, just keep keep an eye on Pedence, I think, as well. I think he's just quite a good value. I mean, if he, if, if he comes down, that he's fine and he can play. He's he's a good two or three game punt as a yeah, midfielder, he, if he wanted to. He played He played seven minutes. He came on. Um, came off, he came the it's weird yeah. that he got dropped, isn't it? That yeah, is odd. Uh, but anyway. yeah, Wolves, defence, Podence. Yeah, no, yeah, fine. Uh, I, I agree. And uh, just really, really, because just because it is a topic in the FPL community, I just really quickly on Everton, I don't want to spend a long time on these guys at all. But because um, you know, Damara Gray is the guy getting the points, but did he even start against Arsenal? That was a quick question. Because didn't wasn't it? Was it a Wobie and McNeil that started wide? And then they played like three big centre midfielders, didn't they? A gay Onana and somebody else. Yeah, he got dropped. Um, yeah, he got dropped. So, like, again, you don't really want to touch that. But, you know, Tarkovsky at 4.2 seems great value. Uh, and then he just Calvert Lewis too expensive at seven point nine. Um, you're going to go Tarko at four point nine over Cody at four point four point two. Sorry, over Cody at four point nine. Just feels like you're probably going to get a defender in if you want to. Because he still didn't look that clinical either. Hmm? Watching him didn't look that clinical either. Dominic, yeah, no. he's he's not sharp enough yet. But you know what's going to happen? He'll go on a run at some point, and you kind of want to jump on it. But seven point nine is what he just needs to. He needs to have a big price drop for next year, and then bring him back into everyone's thinking. Um, the, for me, the what? Go on. That's for me, I'd I'd say probably McNeil, my my mm, Okay, them two, because um, obviously McNeil got an assist. Burnley to Burnley, want it? Next mm. Burnley, um, I think he's going to probably shine under Deitch. It's a good he point that he the, takes he set the best pieces. Yeah, good point that he takes set pieces as well because he was on, on the corner that supplied Taco. So maybe, maybe, maybe so, uh, but I think that we've got loads of options in midfield at the moment, haven't we, with Arsenal, yeah. United, etc. It just doesn't feel, doesn't feel right. Speaking of midfielders, um, the top point scorer for uh, Liverpool since the restart has been the one and only Mohamed Salah with 23 points. Uh, which is still a terrible return for 12.7 million. I've seen a lot of, and I'm going to come to you on this one, Callum, because I know you've got an opinion on this as well, because we've discussed this already. But I've just seen so many people since Liverpool had their double game week be announced, be like, how do I get to Salah and Nunes for game week 25? How do I, who do I put in my team, this, that and the other? Why are people considering them? Over to you, Callum. Yeah, that's really annoyed me. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't know why you're rushing to it because the, the only extra is it not Arsenal, the extra second game. 
it's not a great second game anyway for a team that's well, no. Well, their the, fixtures. This is the thing, though. The fixtures of Palace and Wolves, so they're not bad fixtures. They're not bad fixtures. Like, they don't get me wrong. They're, 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 but I just still don't understand why a Palace away game and a Wolves at home. If that was a game by itself for them, they just lost three 0 to Wolves. <laughs> Like everyone just needs to calm down on them, but it, the obsession with these guys, I, I, yeah, just, just don't get it. Historic bias. It's precisely that. Uh, is is anybody here? I mean, you you can be considering that, and I'd love to know why. But like, are you tr- anyone here trying to get to a a, a Liverpool asset for twenty five? Has double game week changed anybody's thinking on it? I might do. That's, that, that's where I'm at. I might do. That... Who, are you, who, who, are you think, who are you thinking of? If you if you if you did want to, Nunes. Right, Darwin. Touch of the touch of the Darwins. I like this. And and what I like about this, from your point of view. So I did some work on the Liverpool stats beforehand. His xG is four point one three since the restart. Four point one three compared to Salah's one point seven. He's next for Liverpool. You know how many goals he scored of four point one three xG. None, which is just it, it, he's, crazy. He's, he's so close. It feels it's, like it's, it's like a ticking goals. time bomb. It's just a ticking time bomb. He's gonna it's, it's gonna explode and he's gonna score loads of goals. Fingers crossed. I've got him in my team when that happens because ninety nine point nine percent of the time I haven't got these players in my team when they do that, like Matoma for example, and I'm there trying to get him in, and then I get him in, and and then. They're in for one game week. They do well, and then you don't hear them again for till end of the season. And it's like I want to get him in because if Liverpool plays to him strengths, he's going to be a player. But at the moment, Liverpool can't play to any strengths because they've got none at the moment. <laughs> they've mm. Trent Alexander-Arnold and Robbo not playing the balls that they usually do. Um, midfield lacking energy. Um, Salah, Gakpo, and Nunes. And not hit, hit, hitting the world alight. So it's it's a struggle. But if if I went for anything, I'd probably take Mitro out and put Nunez in. That that would be the only one that I'd probably go for. Gakpo, maybe, but Nunez would probably be the one. Gakpo's got the same XG as a holding midfielder and a worse XG than a left-back that hasn't even played three full games in Simicast. I don't, I just don't get it. But and Darwin's had eight big chances, and he's not scored anything. Is, is right, Sandy? Is Darwin just an overrated rubbish donkey, or is he just a ticking time bomb and he's going to be unbelievable? It worries me. He's going to be a ticking time bomb. You can't have that many chances and not suddenly bag. He is getting in the positions. He's he's been. A mixture of just poor finishing and just a bit unfortunate. And when he gets a little bit of luck and a little bit of confidence behind him, I feel like he's going to go on a run. Mm-hmm. But is he going to go on a run sooner rather than later for this double game week? It's again a gamble. Um, so whilst out of all those players, I think Salah's way too expensive to gamble on. I think Darwin would be your only gamble for the Liverpool. But because Arsenal are doubling in game week 25 and you want Nketiah in your team and you can't really take out Haaland and Kane, you don't really have any space for him, do you? So his expected points are 35.09. So since the restart, 
at 35.09 points. It brings him in at the same level as Saka if he was actually perform- if he was achieving those expected points and converting some of those big chances. So he's got the ability to be, you know, a relatively consistent, it'd be the third top scoring forward, I think, behind the two we've just mentioned, Kane and Haaland. They would. So he, this is where, I mean, but then when we get to the expected stats for Liverpool defensively, you know, so there's a lot of things that XG for Liverpool, 10.67, only six goals again since the restart. Expected goals conceded. They have the worst expected goals conceded in the Premier League off less games than what other people have played at 12.7. And they've conceded 11 goals off an extra. That's, that's the right amount of goals near enough for them to concede. So the, the defence is, is completely ruled out. Uh, Don't want to go anywhere near that defense. No, especially. But this is why Tonically. we've all got. This is why we've got mess. He, he completely agrees, doesn't he? He was on the pod. He talks about it. He completely agrees. Thinks they're a shambles. Um, you know, there'll be struggle to make Europe really at this this rate. It's just the, just the way that it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, com- conference league, Europa League, surely. But I mean, they no they have no chance of making top four. So you look at this, and there's there's yeah. It's why we've all got loads of money though. Because last year we all had Trent, Robbo, Cancelo, and James, <laughs> and you couldn't fit, couldn't fit any three premium players of the rest of your team, could you? Um, but not to mention uh, Salah. Of course, yeah, Sally, Salah was essential last season at the beginning, uh, and then it turned into Son being essential towards the end. But uh, opinions, we'll, we'll, we'll do we'll do we'll do a bit of manager chat, shall we? Uh, opinions on Lopetegui then on Wolves. So we've talked about Wolves not really as too much of an option. Briefly, anybody, success or failure? Let's go with, we did this, me and Baz did this already. I want Callum and Sandeep's opinion on this. Callum, Lopetegui, is he going to be a success or a failure? Well, we're going to be really nine and go to just neutral. Nothing, nothing too special, but not going to, not going to have to blow up, I don't think. So they're going to come 12th. Get off that fence. (laughs) I should not. I'm not excited by it. By us, I don't think he's. But because it's not exciting, I don't think it's going to blow up. I don't think he'd get it horribly wrong either. Sunday. I mean, when they brought him in, the walls were rock bottom. He's already got him out of the relegation zone. It already is a success. They mm-hmm. backed him with the likes of fifty millions for Kuna. So I think, and they've just beaten Liverpool three 0 So I think the signs are looking good. Yeah, I think we said we agreed with that generally. I think. Success in in general, uh, I uh, agree with. Uh, Will um, <laughs> the the two more exciting ones, Sean Dyche, Baz, you first. Do Everton survive now under Dyche? Weeks a long time in football, isn't it? I said they were going to go down, Linter. Um, yeah. Yes, yes, you did. That's why I've come to you first. <laughs> so it, it, it's one of them with Dyche at the helm. They didn't spend any money. I still think he's going to be a big success, but I still think he's going to struggle. I still think it's going to be there. Um, if he gets a few injuries to his his, his his team, I think the whole nature of, of how he wants to play, he has to flip it around. And I don't think it's going to work. I hated Dyche going to Everton. I absolutely hate it. I wish Lampard was still there because... I feel like Everton are going to be safe because he's just going to grind out nil-nils. He's going to get clean sheets 
uh, and clean sheets will keep you in the league as well. Um, he knows a few of those players there. I do think he'll have some downs, as Baz said, because they've not invested. Their team is weak. Um, but I feel like he, he's just got the nails to drag him over the line. We were talking about this earlier as well. Uh, people forget that he got Burnley to Europe. He is a really good manager, is Daesh. And just because he's not the most attractive with his football, people underestimate him. But he, he is up there for me. Callum, do Everton survive? I think not. I thought it's just it a bit too late. And like I said, not enough investment. The team's just not there. You get a bit of a bounce at the start, maybe, but then there's still a, a fair way to go. And I don't think the squad's got the strength to cling on. I think um, I, I I agree in the sense that I think their defence and midfield, I think they've got enough depth actually in central midfield and I think they've got some really good experience in central defence. I just think the problem is going to be scoring goals. And that's where, that's the, the issue for me. If Calvert-Lewin can get on a little bit of a run, if he can get seven goals for the rest of the season or something, I think they'll be fine. But that's where I think they'll struggle putting the ball in the back of the net because Dwight McNeil isn't known for it. Iwobi's had a good season. Um, but, you know, some Damari Gray's been the person who's been scoring the goals and he's got dropped. So, yeah, uh, I think they'll I think they'll stay up. The thing is, I think they'll stay up and I think Bournemouth and Southampton will go down. That third team, I just don't know about. Um, we'll come to Leeds in a second because I thought because I thought if you hold on to Marsh any longer, it was going to be Leeds. But um, fi- final one, Liverpool, before we move on to how you were all marching on together and he's now marched off by himself. Plot. I did this when Cully wasn't on because I kind of want him to listen to it <laughs> instead. Seven-year cycle for Klopp. Has he taken this Liverpool team as far as it can go? Or is it not his fault? Sunday. Uh, I still... I, and, and every time I bring this up, Cully comes back at me all the time, but I still think no Mane... No party. They're just a different team without him. But Klopp has been unbelievable there. I think even Pep had a year off for Man City when they didn't win the league. I think if you give him just a year off, rebuild over the summer, I think he's earned the right to be able to try and rebuild this Liverpool team. And I think he can come back uh, stronger next season. Whether Liverpool board will give him that much time, with it being such a results-oriented business, I don't know. But I think that would be the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Callum? Yeah, I probably agree with that. But it's just when you're watching them play, though, it just doesn't look like they want to play <laughs> yeah. for him, which is the, the strange thing. That's the only worry. Yeah, we keep you... on. They should be really fighting for a manager who's done so much there and actually is such a great manager for Liverpool. So it just seems really odd actually watching them play and thinking it's the same the same manager. I completely agree with both of you. Um, to be honest I think he deserves the time they should stick by him I hope they sack him all day long as a United, a United fan I really hope they do I think it'd be a mistake but Baz uh, I, I couldn't agree more with what people said um, I just don't understand why we all know what the weakness is with Liverpool why hasn't he fixed it uh, that's that's the issue yes you don't want to panic by in January and all this malarkey but they've got money to spend I just don't understand this. I know they've got all this money and that. Well, just buy someone. Buy someone who's who's going to fix the job. Because at the moment, you're sinking ship. You need to sort it all out. For me, I'd, yeah. Fulham, prime example, Polina. That's who Liverpool need. One of them yeah. players. A young, well, he's only 28, but a, a, a player that can get around the pitch, 
contribute defensively, but also attackingly as well. And they need one of them players, yeah, off for but we'll not touch upon that one. Is he still there? Is he coming crawled? Who knows, mate? That was, that, was the, that was the panic. They panicked yeah. and got Arthur in, and yeah, I don't think he even played a minute. Um, but yeah, I, I think he should have time, but I won't be surprised if he goes. The Liverpool thing's weird in the sense that they they were still in a position of strength in January to buy somebody. They had the money to buy somebody. They're still in the Champions League. They're still sort of an outside chance of making the top four. Spend 120 million quid on one of the best young talents in the world, if you want. Go get Bellingham, if you can get him. If you couldn't get him, you couldn't get him. It's a different story, isn't it? But then you need to buy another midfielder because now they're probably not going to make top four. They're going to get knocked out of the Champions League. You just have to look at the amount of people that are interested in buying them. That's nobody at the moment. Like, Man United are going to, like, best and final bids in the middle of February, and we've got, you know, some classic Qataris wanting to buy us, you know. They also probably own PSG at the same time, but who knows. Um, but we've got Jim Radcliffe, who's a billionaire Man United fan, and we'd all much rather buy us for how, many, how much amount of money that is. But the Glazers will take everything they can get, as usual. But no one wants to buy Liverpool at the moment. And the I feel like the guys that own Liverpool have almost shot themselves in the foot by not spending a lot of money in January because they're, the whole club becomes less appealing to buy if they're not in Europe. So, yeah, I think they've made a very, very big mistake by not investing in January. Let's talk to the Leeds fan on uh, the Leeds season ticket holder. Did you actually buy your own this year? Sunday, by the way. I didn't need it. Well, I didn't get given to you for free. No. Not this time. Um, he uh, talked to us about Jesse Ma. Right decision, wrong decision. What the hell happens next? I mean, hundred percent the right decision. But I'm not in. I'm not one of those fans who go. He was a disgrace as a manager. Like he, he wasn't. He he kept us up. Okay, by the skin of our teeth last season, but he kept us up. He's given us days like beating Chelsea three nil. He gave us a day of beating Liverpool 2-1 at Anfield, which looks less and less impressive as the season goes on. But at the time, it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it wasn't a complete shambles from start to end. We did have moments. But I think the Nottingham Forest game summed it up for me, where I, I can I can get by us losing, but we he got tactically out in that game. So first half, I know we were losing 1-0, but we battered them. And we should have scored two or three goals, right? They had one shot, one goal. It can happen, right? But we were all over them. Second half, Cooper made a couple of substitutions, changed the system around, doubled up on Nanto. We had no answer. And for the next half, we had no shot. So at this level, it's a game of chess between managers, and he just got out thought. Uh, and that's been happening too often in this season. Um, and the results are showing. They backed him in January, and then it comes out, as I say, and that second half was just a disgrace. Um, and if we didn't make a change now, then I'd really, really... Wor- I'd still really worry for us, and I hope we make the right choice. I don't think there's that many managers out there. We could have missed a trick with Daesh. As I say, I do rate him as a manager. Um, but um, I think it was definitely the right decision, and it was time to go. Can I, a controversial question for Leeds fans. Do, do, do you think that Leeds United almost rate themselves too highly as a club to have gone for Daesh? 
Do you think there was a? Do you think it's a little bit of an arrogance thing? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. we. It makes me laugh a little bit. So I listen to a lot of Legion United podcasts, and I, and um, I agree with a lot of the views. But um, some of the views where I've heard time and time again, uh, we don't want to be put into another relegation scrap or another relegation battle this season. We should be good enough to be mid table. From the start of the season, I'm always thinking we're going to be in another relegation scrap because we've got. Um, I think the second lowest budget um, for like our players' wages in the league, for example, we've still got a lot of championship players in there. And our squad depth, especially up front, was just not there and non-existent with Bamford just constantly being injured. So I thought we were always going to be in a relegation scrap. But a lot of our fans thought we'd be like mid-table and fairly comfortable this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so potentially, and potentially it was that oh, we should go for a... Um, and a broad manager with new ideas and this nice shiny new thing um, mm-hmm. that our fans can really um, get behind rather than a tried and tested proven Premier League manager that Sean Dyche is. Yeah, no, no. It's, uh, it, it's interesting. Uh, Callum uh, may have had to uh, shoot off at this point, but that's okay. That's, uh, that is it. So uh, thank you for, thanks for joining us, Callum. I know you've, uh, you've had to, to go now, but thank you very much for, for doing that. Uh, I, Baz, is it too late for Leeds? I still think Leeds will stay up. I think they've got enough about them, the attacking-wise. Um, if they don't go for, keep going for plan A, pass it to Nonto and see what happens, they need to mix it up a bit. Um, I f- I f- it depends on who they get in. Um, Cobran has obviously got a new contract with West Brom. They reckon the Bilbao manager's head front runner. Are they going to get Bielsa back in? I wouldn't like him in this situation. Uh, but I don't know. There's a few managers out there that might might fancy the challenge of Leeds. They've got passionate supporters, um, and they've got. I think they've got a good good group of players, young players, want to learn, want to learn new stuff. Energetic. I think it's a proposition that some managers might fancy it. I think Pochettino is the perfect manager for this job. If he if he can if if uh, if he he said that he voiced it and I heard it like you know from rumor mill that he was interested in a club like Leeds. So let's uh, let's hope for Leeds fans' sake that that might be an actual possibility. I know the if odds we, were quite. If we got Poch, I'd faint. The odds were thirteen to two. It. Yeah, the odds were thirteen to two yesterday. That's twenty-five to one now, so it's never happening, is it? But but they were thirteen to two for a reason. There was a conversation, obviously. At some point, yeah, you know, Skybet don't get these things wrong, really. Generally, um, yeah, uh, I'm still not sure if Leeds stay up. To be honest, I, I hope they do. I really hope they do. But um, yeah, it's going to be it's going yeah, it's, bounce. It's a hard bounce. bounce. Well, if we look at their elite, you know, Leeds' fixtures as well moving forward. You know, you've got back to back games against Man United now. Um, obviously, tonight we'll, this will go out after after you've played us. Um, but you've got United at home uh, on Sunday. Then you've got Everton and Southampton, yeah. 24 and 25. They are massive Dude. games, especially Southampton at Ellen Road, because they're behind you at the moment. Like that has to be a win. And then because Chelsea are behind us. Yeah, well, Huge games. Oh, of course, they are the same points, aren't they? Everton behind on gold, aren't they? So, but Chelsea and Brighton, they're, they're tough games. Then we get into, you know, Wolves, Arsenal, Palace. But those two matches you've seen. Oh, I just find it weird that they sacked him after the January transfer window. But anyway, if they were going to get rid of him, they gave him a load of money and whatever. But I, I know that they're coaches these days, not managers, and they don't design the players and we just have to man- add the 
But apparently, yeah. uh, they started thinking about it after the Villa game when we lost two one, um, and then uh, then obviously this has transpired. I just think it's I, honestly, I don't know if it's too far. I'm sticking on Leeds too much. We know we have a lot of Leeds on. I just feel like it's really bad leadership from um, Rads, isn't it? Rads, 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 I just feel like it's really poor leadership and timing, personally. But I do think it's the right thing to get rid of him. But because it was never going to work for me, the right decision to get rid of him was during the World Cup, personally. But well, that's another worrying thing. Is you'd think that you'd give him time to get his ideas across and we'd be a better team. And stuff like the World Cup um, and the break for that, you'd have thought we'd have come back after the World Cup break, especially because a lot of our players weren't at the World Cup, only three were. They'd come back, they'd have all these ideas in place and then we'd come back stronger. And we actually came back weaker and we've not won a game since. Um, and, and we've looked a bit of a shamble ever since the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's him not preparing them right during the World Cup break. Uh for the restart of the of the Premier League, and uh, we've definitely suffered for it. Well, that's enough Leeds chat. <clears throat> let's talk about Spurs because they've got a good run of fixtures coming up. Um, let's uh, let's let's discuss their numbers. I keep clicking on the wrong bloody thing. First of all, uh, Leicester, West Ham, Chelsea, then at home, Wolves, Forest, potentially Southampton, or a blank, and then a double game week against Everton and Southampton, Brighton, and Bournemouth up to game week thirty-two. So they've got a good good run of fixtures there, Spurs. This, for me, is their run at the top four after their momentum after beating City. If they do really well in this run, then there could be you know good competition for United and, and Newcastle to see who's going to end up in that top four. Uh, let's discuss the players. You know, Kane, for me, must have in your, your fantasy team. Um, I think any other season that Haaland wasn't involved, everyone would have Harry Kane in their team. You know, At the end of the day, um, for the, across, across the whole season, this is going to load for me, 148 points. Which is nearly double their next player's points total. Um, goal involvements 22, 17 goals, five assists. F- phenomenal, phenomenal season. Who else at Spurs? Now, I know Lloris is injured and Fraser Forster's 3.9 million. Anyone that's wild guarding right now, Lloris is going to be out for eight weeks. So that's, that's a cheap, mm-hmm. cheap keeper to, to put in there. Um, anybody else, though? Are we, are we excited by the new right back signing? Was it Porro? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, Baz? Spurs? Anybody else you're interested in? Like I say, um, obviously Lloris being out, Forster, an alternative if you wanted to obviously look at spending more money. You could potentially have a Ward and a Forster um, as goalkeepers. Um, Perisic, Porro, Son... Mm. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You can't even bring yourself to say his name properly. Yeah. He's too expensive. Um, He's too expensive, isn't he? Yeah. Um Kane. They're probably only only ones that you'd you'd probably want um really from them. Defensively, um they haven't really looked great, but obviously kept a clean sheet against Man City. Mm-hmm. Um so and defended really well. Um, Dyer obviously pushed. They played obviously three defenders, but Dyer actually joined in the midfield as well. Um, it was actually quite interesting to see him him playing that way. Um, to be honest, um, so yeah, I think I, I'm I'm saying with Sandeep, I don't really like centre offs in my team. I like wing backs because they can get forward, um, and that's why I'd say probably Perisic or Poro, um, Kulu and Kane. Deep. Any any advance? Um, I think Kulu's too expensive for midfield where you've got already a lot of stacked options. 
Um, Sonnet as, as well is too inconsistent for the price. Poro's an unproven quantity. And to be honest, Emson Royal's not been doing too bad. So do they get rotated? So I wouldn't gamble on that, really. The one that stands out for me is Perisic. He seems to have nailed down that space now. He takes corners. Uh, he can get those assists in play. Uh, I kind of like the fact that he seems to get subbed quite uh, early, like the 70th, 80th minute for Sessignon quite often, which means that if they are 1-0 up, you've not got that last 20-minute sweat because he's already off the pitch with his clean sheet intact. Um, so yeah. Perisic would be the one. Obviously, Kane, you need in your squad. I think it was a mistake of mine not bringing him in as wild card. Um, so I think uh, Kane and potentially Perisic and Forster's really good value. Yeah, I, I agree. And you don't want to double up on Spurs defence. Um, so you kind of either want to go for like Forster or Perisic. Goals conceded wise, ex- expected goals conceded. They're in the bottom half since the since the return of ten, and they've conceded ten. They've conceded exactly what they're expected to have conceded. Um, and in terms of goals scored, they're right up there in the top six with 10 goals scored for next year of 8.8. Uh, so I really like Kulu, but I completely agree with you. You just There's, there's be- just better options. That's all it is. I don't actually think he's that bad of a pick. If you want to go for a differential, I don't actually think he's that bad. But he's just there's just better. They're just better midfielders. So I the think issue, you might... Yeah, sorry. Just on the differential show, the issue with the differentials, I always look at a player and say... Have they smashed some game weeks? Maybe you got like two goals and an assist or something like that. Kulu's never really done that. He'll get an assist here. He'll get a goal here. Okay, But he's never going to have a huge game week. He hasn't so far. So you can't bank on him having it. Like We might get into Brighton a little bit later, but you look at Solly March, he just got like 19 points in a game week. and then, But he's got a few game weeks where he's got two points as well. So if you're going to gamble and have an extreme upside, I'd go someone like Solly March over a Kulu because... As I say, Cooler doesn't have the biggest upside. Yeah, sure. Um, we'll just touch on Chelsea before then. We're going to actually talk about Brighton just a tiny bit and just a bit more about form form players. Uh, but Chelsea, th- three clean sheets in a row now. Uh, they have a decent run of fixtures, I would say. West Ham away next, fine. Southampton, Spurs away in 25, obviously a little bit tough, especially from a defensive perspective. Then Leeds, Leicester and Everton. I'd say five of their next six are pretty damn good. Uh, Don't get me wrong, the game against Everton in game week 28 could... um, 28, oh, Southampton, Southampton 28. Crellens thinks there's something different there, doesn't it? But um, anyway, the, the, the game in game week 28... Might might not happen because they're in, still in the cup, but then they could double in game week twenty nine if you did want to use your free hit in twenty eight. Um, again, I'll just I'll, I'll briefly touch on fixtures because spent a lot of time on that last week um, coming up. But uh, oh, I spent Spurs. What am I doing there? I went the Spurs fixtures, not the Chelsea fixtures. Apologies. So the Chelsea fixture is yeah, West Ham, Southampton, Tottenham, Leeds, Leicester, Everton in twenty eight will happen because they're both out of the FA Cup. So. A good option again, and then Villa and Liverpool as a double game week potentially in game week twenty nine because that that Chelsea Liverpool game I think will almost certainly go into game week twenty nine because both teams are in Europe and that is the allotted slot for a double game week to take place when you aren't having it uh, directly against other teams that are, you know European competitions actually happening so. So that's when I think it's actually going to be more beneficial. At that time, that's when it's probably going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, uh, of all of those fixtures, I think only one of them's quite tough all the way up until that double game week. 
You brought in Reese James, didn't you, Baz? Yeah, I didn't obviously pick him because I knew he might either start or come on. So you're only going to get one point from him unless he gets an assist. But I'd be extremely unlucky if that happened. That was the reason why I got him in. Mm-hmm. Fullbacks is how Chelsea play and how Potter played with Brian. Everything comes through the fullbacks. And and obviously it's not they're not fullbacks now. They're not they're not even wing backs. I classify them as wingers. If you look at the average formation from each team, it's like a two three five. Two two defenders that sit back, three midfielders, and then literally three forwards, and then your wing backs are right up there. It it it's crazy how it how it's transferred that way. But that's why I brought Reese James in because it was it was it was cheap. Ish for Reese James standard, uh, mm-hmm. five point seven, um, and Chelsea looks good at the back. They've got the solid the solid two centre halves now with Bashili and um, Thiago Silva. Yeah. They're looking a good. I said to you earlier uh, other day on the text, Alex. They've got. Did I think he started to work out? They're their best two centre halves. Kepper is playing good in goal mm-hmm. compared to like last season where it was shocking and Mendy were class and now it's the other way round. Um, fullbacks wise they were struggling because the first choices were injured. Cucurella has not been anywhere near what he was like with Brighton. Um, James, Chilwell are probably going to start when they when they fit. Midfielder wise it, it, it could be anyone. Um, regarding the wingers, because he's brought in six or seven wingers mm-hmm. uh, for some strange reason, I don't understand where he had he had problems with the centre midfield, but didn't really buy anyone. So Gallagher's been playing there and <laughs> played every every game. Gallagher, <laughs> yeah, I do like him. I do yeah. like him as a player. I've seen him at Swansea, and he, he he plays well, but he's more restricted with Chelsea. Um, I think it might be the fear of playing for a, a high profile club. That he's got the pressures of, of of that. Whereas at Palace on loan, phenomenal, brilliant, but obviously homegrown Chelsea player might might be struggling with that kind of form, um, with that. Um, Yao Felix could be a shout. Obviously looked really good until he got sent off. Um, I I drafted him in because I thought I need I need someone forward wise um, for my um, draft team, but I won't obviously go out and game. Um, yeah. There were seven, 17 attacking players feature in the last seven games. 17 different attacking players. Like it just it's a bit mental, really, to pick who's going to actually play. The man who's playing have played every minute. The 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 only man is Havertz. Mm. He's right. scored scored two goals, got one assist, seven games. Now, said that the other other week though, didn't I? Said about Havertz. Yeah, it's just it's seven point eight million. You're never putting him in up front when you've got Haaland, Kane, and Ketia. So it's just it's just never getting in your team, is he? Even with that yeah. run of fixtures. Uh, so it, I think I just find it really difficult. I just stay massively clear of all midfielders and all forwards for Chelsea at this very moment in time because, to be quite honest, I have absolutely zero idea who's going to play um, and do really well for them. Other than Habits will probably play, and then you'll just see what comes. They can't not bring Felix on really, but d- defensively, uh, I, I really like if you've got Kepper. Brilliant, great position situation to be in. Silver's the man who's going to play every minute, but again, he's a centre half. Badashili seems to have that place nailed down at five mil. And then Cuckoo, you had your warning, Cuckoo owners, I'm one of them. Chilwell's back, came on the pitch. 
uh, get rid of Cuckoo. I don't think he'd keep hold of him with a good run of fixtures. I am that human who's going to be getting rid of Cuckoo even with that good run of fixtures. And potentially looking at, at Reese James this week, I might hold on to him for one more week just to see if Reese James plays and looks quite good because I might like that sideways move uh, to do that. So I've got not a keeper. But Sandy, very, really quickly, 30 seconds on Chelsea. Very quickly, Kepa, yes. Uh, Badashili, um, decent value. Um, James, walking injury. And uh, Kukurelia, yep, I'll be worried about. Don't even care about midfielders and strikers because I'm not going anywhere near them. Yeah, I uh, couldn't couldn't agree more. Let's talk. 15 seconds. That was very good. No, it's perfect. It's ideal. Everything we needed. Let's talk about form because we wanted to discuss this and then we were talking about form in terms of position. Uh, I've brought up the form table. Now Navas on the form table already. Is that... Uh, played one game and played absolute amazing against Leeds, yeah, obviously. Yeah, that was a good so, shot. It was against us. We started not to be able to <laughs> score, so... Uh, but this is the form to the average score per match calculated over all matches played by his club in the last 30 days. So obviously he's come in and played one game so far and got nine points, so he's right up there. Um, I just want to say a quick disclaimer on Matoma because I made a big mistake by not bringing him in two weeks ago and I was going to do it for Andreas Pereira. And sometimes you can over-prepare for the, next, for the future game weeks. And I've definitely missed that initial boat with him. I could have got him at 49 or five mil, and I didn't bring him in because I thought I'd have too many players in the Blankton game week 25, and I thought I was going to buy myself a future problem. If a player's in that sort of form, you know, they look that good, they're worth the minus four, potentially would have been a minus eight problem in the end, which is why I didn't do it. But, you know, you've just got to roll with your gut, and that that, that was a, another mistake I've made this year, which has uh, cost me. Uh, which Add is, it to the list. I will. All lessons learned. Don't have two kids and try to play FPL. That's the top one, Sandeep. Uh, and then Sterling captain this week from your head. Sterling <laughs> captain. You know, go go try and go differential and climb up the leagues. Absolutely. But don't bet against the guy who's ridiculously informed. Just whatever, Al. Well done, I'll Pat yourself on the back thing and mop it. Uh, so Navas keeper. Ben me. Brent, Brentford. Um, anyone, want to, anyone want to talk about Brentford? Mention these guys. I like them. They have surprised me this season. I was hoping second season syndrome would get them down and Leeds would be safe from them, but they've absolutely smashed it. One thing I'd like to mention about Ben Mee is I'm so glad that De Bruyne came on uh, in the Man City game and got that one point because DC had Ben, ben Mee <laughs> I saw on that. his first sub and I was like, yes, get in. So sorry, DC. Um, I think it's a good shout from you putting him in, but I'm so glad he didn't come on the pitch. 13-pointer. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you benched him against Southampton. If you've got Ben Mee in your squad, it's probably a game you're going to play play him, isn't it? But anyway, that's different, you know, different, different kettle of fish, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Arsenal away, Palace at home, but then they've got a blank in 25, which kind of rules them out as an option again, because, I mean, there are other fixtures. It is against Arsenal away, so you'd be bringing him in for Palace at home and a blank. It doesn't really make any sense to invest in Bright, uh, Brentford at this very moment in time. Uh, so, no, I don't think his form's going to continue, realistically. Do I think Matomas is and other uh, other assets? You know, Palace, Fulham, a blank. Then West Ham, Leeds, Man United. Yeah, but, but Brentford, yeah. Yeah, I do. I think he looks really, really, really good. Baz, your your thoughts on Matoma, March, will their form continue? Um, maybe not Marches to that ridiculous level of uh, 13, 1, 11, yeah. 19. But, um, but... Do you think that'll settle down to be more consistent? What do you think? Uh, Matoma, I think he'll he'll stay stay really red hot form. Um, March, 
I think he's he's one of them sporadic players. Um Blows hot and cold. Um, he's well. He doesn't usually get points. To be honest, he's usually a two or a or a three pointer. Um, I said about Johnson the other week. I said I was going about dra- dragging him in. Obviously, didn't do it. And obviously, he's in the in form. Um, I, I like Le Tete from Leicester. Seen it. He looked really good. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with Madison playing as well and Barnes. And Elaccio played really well as well. The only problem is the fixtures. Who's that? Who's that? Ian Acho? No, <laughs> that, no, no. Well, you, you, you played really well. I don't know if you the last Il, 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 Ian Acho. That's I, how I, I pronounce it. Ian, Ian, Ian Acho. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll say Kelechi. Yeah. Like, Just making up plays that. again, aren't I? <laughs> no. That's it. Ketier. Yeah. That's it. Um... But yeah, um, yes. some of them are, uh, are surprising on the on the form list. Um, yeah, just unless they've got a train wreck of fixtures, though. Spurs, Man United, Arsenal, then Southampton, but then Chelsea. So and then Brentford away. So they, they, they don't get me wrong, the fixtures look really good from like let's not worry about the city in thirty one. They've got a really nice run from like twenty eight if you include Brentford ish, but Brentford, Palace, Bournemouth, City away, Wolves, Leeds, Everton. Fulham away, depending on their form. They've actually got a really nice run Leicester from like 28, 29 to like 35. So there are one definitely to keep an eye on. He's an asset to keep an eye on. That's what I wanted to say on them, guys. Sorry, cut you off then, Baz. Apologies. Yeah, so I know. Um, yeah, some some of them are quite surprising to see on there, like uh, Jensen from Brent, Brentford. Okay. Usually you see Brentford who's scoring high points. You think of Tony, and I'm surprised he's not bloody banned yet. Because uh, I keep thinking, oh, I'm not going to put him in because he's going to be banned soon. <laughs> Obviously, not banned. Um, so he's, I don't know what's happening. I'm probably looking at each individual bet that he's put on. Uh, so, yeah, there'll probably be uh, two years' time he'll probably get a ban. Um, Jensen's very ward prowse isn't he? Yes. Like, he, he gets that couple of bigger holes, looks quite good for a bit, then drops off and does nothing. Like, ward prowse had, like, he got a nine-two-seven at the very beginning of the season. Then he was doing, you know, one-two-one-two-one-two announcements all the way through, and then he had five-five-seven-two-fifteen, and now he's going back to his two-two-twos. They are two worst season people, are there, Alex Watkins we, and, and Bowen? I think. Sorry, Sunday. Were you going to say um, JWP? Um, no, I was just going to say on Jensen, decent value for four point eight. But I was actually going to touch on Watkins as well. But I'll let, I'll let you go. Put, for it, Baz. Well, Baz a shout. Watkins here, I think, for for um, you know, as a, as a striker moving forward, let's just talk about his fixtures: City away, Arsenal at home. But then there's Everton, Palace, West Ham, Bournemouth, Chelsea, Forest. Like he's got, there's a good run coming up from twenty five. Plus, he's in, he's in confidence as well. He's got 11, 11 points, didn't he, against Leicester? Uh, um, Eight and eleven, nineteen points in his last two games, and. Go Sorry, Baz. Yeah, just just the big factor is Ings has gone. Yeah, huge. I think it, psychologically, it's almost like, oh, my competition's gone. I'm now going to play really well, which is completely opposite of what you normally expect. But it feels like a weight's been lifted off him. He's not trying to play on the left or play as a two. He's the main man again. And there's definitely a bit of that to it. I really like that pick, Baz. I've got to say. Um, and uh, my man Jared, after his 16, got two points against Newcastle. But that was expected. To be fair. He has got Chelsea and Spurs next to. But again, let's keep an eye on him. You know, Forrest, 
Brighton away is obviously not an easy fixture this season. You know, Villa, City away, but Southampton, full of, you know, he's got hit and miss fixtures, but I think he can deliver. He did last season. I like, I like Bowen. I think he's one to keep an eye on again. Another one to, to have a look at is Buendia as well with the with the Villa after the next couple of game weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played under Emery. Um, he started every game. That's started that's every that's game, playing every game. Team. And in his last, uh, as you can see there, six game weeks, mm-hmm. uh, five game weeks, he's got 31 points. In total, he's got like 63. So he's got half of his points in the last five game weeks, basically. Well, he only had one, one attacking return the rest of the whole season. Before then, yeah, that was the thing. So he's, he's he, under Emery. Obviously, he's coming into form. He's getting the minutes. Um, so yeah, there there are there are there are players to uh, to to look out for there. Uh, we will uh, we'll touch on our differential of the week in a second because uh, I just want to really quickly, really quickly, just have a look at the the fixtures. Uh, so um, depending on Fulham tonight against Sunderland, seeing what happens there, will they get through to the next round where they will play Leeds? And you can see here these the percentage chances of there being blanks. Um, long story short, it looks like that Liverpool, Fulham, or Wolves, Leeds are the other game that will go into game week twenty eight, and that's what it that's what it looks like happening. It looks like there'll be five fixtures in that game week, uh, and then we've had the confirmation of the of the double game week, which means that Arsenal will not double in game week twenty nine, but it does look like probably fourteen or fifteen teams will double in game week twenty nine. It could be quite a natural bench boost in terms of a chip update. It's going to be a natural bench boost or it's going to be a a natural free hit moment, I would have thought, uh, moving forward. But yeah, um, keep your powder dry in terms of what chips you're going to play, Scott would say, in terms of what chips you're going to play um, and just wait and see how all of the fixtures fall after the next round of the FA Cup, which is like after game week 26, thank you. So uh, that was the that was the chip update. Let's... Uh, uh, get on to uh, oh, do you know what? I've done Cully a disservice there. He's on top of the league. So Cully, you're top now. DC's second, Sandeep, you're third. We've got Dave Burning fourth. Baz, you're up to I'm, fifth. I'm kind of uh, joint second, to be honest. Uh, Same one. Yeah, yeah. Less less transfers, don't we? Uh, but you'll go past Dan tonight, I think, and because uh, he's Casemiro suspended, so he's only he's got. You, have you did you say you've got you've got Meslier? So it's basically Meslier versus Nonto. You've got Meslier and Fernandez versus his Nonto. Yeah. To go into second, so um, you know you should you'd be very, very, very unfortunate <laughs> not to uh, to go actually into to second place tonight. But uh, well done to Cully for taking the top of the league. So deadline eleven a.m. on Saturday, the eleventh of February. Early kickoff is West Ham against Chelsea. So that's the game to avoid this week. We called it last week, didn't we, boys? The one nil uh, for, for the early kickoff. And uh, before we get into uh, some Saturday fixtures, Arsenal, Brentford, Palace, Brighton, Fulham, Forest. Leicester Spurs, Southampton Wolves, and then Bournemouth Newcastle on the Saturday night. And we've got Leeds Man U and City Villa, a Super Sunday, uh, Monday night football, Liverpool Everton, and then on Wednesday night it is Arsenal against Man City, which is a humongous tie uh, at the top of the league at um, seven seven thirty. Uh, should we do should we do differential of the week first, Baz? You had a you had a think about your uh, differential pick. Who uh, who are you going to uh, who are you going to punt for this week? Uh, start with Sandeep. Let's start with Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I started okay. I started last week, didn't I? So okay, cool. All right, all right, all right. okay. Uh, Sunday, who is your um, differential pick of the week? I think if I was going to go for a player that if I was behind and I needed to catch up um, and to give me a shot, it would be 
Solly March at Brighton because Palace aren't keeping clean sheets. Brighton are scoring for fun. And he can blow hot and cold, but you would just hope that he blows hot this week and gets you back in the frame if you need to catch up. 6% owned there. Can't have him. <laughs> oh, really? There are, yeah, he's, one, he's, one, he's, one, he's 1% too high, unfortunately. But oh, is that, he? But I think... Uh, but, but so all the all the points you've just made then are absolutely valid. Um, there's no doubt about that. Do, do you want me to do you want me to go, Baz? Yeah, Next. can do. Yeah, I this week doesn't seem like he should be a differential, but the man got himself back in goal scoring form last week, and it's Callum Wilson. He is four point three percent owned, and he's playing away at Bournemouth. Uh, so I feel like this week Callum Wilson is going to be. Differential of the week. If not, I was thinking maybe a Fulham, maybe a, a Fulham defender against Forest. Maybe like a Robert, go for Robinson. Yeah, sorry, Martin. Yeah, Robinson. Yeah, sorry, mate. I've called, called you out for Fulham defenders, and you put one in. Uh, yeah, I, th- I was. I didn't check it how how heavily owned Ream was actually. That was the other one. Yeah, Ream one point eight percent. So I'm going for Wilson, but if not, then my other random one would be Ream. Barry, double game week. Into double Ooh. game week, Grealish. Oh, he's going for Jack. He's under five. Of course he is. Of course, be under five. Well, no one's invested in one point five percent owned Grealish. Oh, oh. Jackie Grealish. One point five percent. I was shocked that no one went for a double game week player. I had um, Alvarez, Gundogan, Trossard. Yeah, I don't then... see any. I don't see any of them. I don't see any of them really getting that many minutes. I mean, yeah, Gundogan especially... might burn up returns, but you know, you know what he's like. Gundogan only goes off when De Bruyne would play. And if I, if I wanted a single game week, I'd say Podence from Wolves. If he starts, that is very fair. Um, we've done, uh, we've 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 touched on captains because we're pretty much always going to go for uh, for Haaland. So um, this really, we're all a bit we're all a bit dull, but he's just he can't, he can't, you won't you can't not he's a top scoring player in the game he scored that many goals i know it's all a bit i feel like maybe we're all a bit hit by the media on that one you know they're still very very good and city at home have been phenomenal this year so um yeah and uh, i i do i do agree sunday i think if you wanted to go for a, a, another player it, would, it probably would be an arsenal player and um yeah Erdegaard or or saka or maybe and ketia who knows no, no, I don't think you can put your trust into Nketiah. And and just to mention for the differential, because I'm not going to give myself solid March because he's one percent over. So I'm going to go for Alan saying maximum then. Oh, proper differential. I, oh, I really, oh, I really like that. That's uh, that's that that sounds like great fun. Uh, so uh, we've we've uh, we're definitely run over here, boys, and I've got to go in for my tea. So. Uh, <laughs> Thanks ever so much for joining me today, Sunday. Thank you, Callum, as well for uh, for, for joining, chipping in, and uh, and that was it. It was great, it was lovely, lovely to have you. Uh, enjoy the Man Elite Leeds game tonight. Um, I will try. Yes, yeah, so, so, so will I. So I'm scared. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm scared of the of being affected by Bruno a little bit more. But uh, yes, thanks for joining us this week. Don't forget to like the video and also to uh, follow us where you get your uh, get your podcasts from as well on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, etc. But you also get to follow us on social media on All In Football Pod, All In Football P on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. And that's, uh, thanks a lot from me. Good luck moving forward, everybody, with this week. Green arrows all round. And, uh, and that's it and bye for now. <laughs>